Happy Tuesday! Why, hello! Look, it's the 4th of September, and it's later than usual. <laughs> it is, which you wouldn't know if we didn't tell you, but <laughs> you probably won't be getting to hear our Happy Tuesday until Wednesday, because we, uh, we just had a day. Not in a, in a bad way, but this is our first day of school. We always start right after Labor Day, and and yeah, just various and a sundry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean a full day, a full day. Yeah. Somewhere in there, we fattened time, so there's absolutely no complaint. But yeah. <laughs> it's later than usual. Yeah, so we've we've already had to gather, and oh, you guys, you must listen to worship every week, but you must listen to worship from this week and. I we got in the car, and I just said to Pa, I said that was a lingering, like it was just this lovely linger in his presence, and so um, that should be it probably sooner than this podcast. So <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll already be up when you're hearing this. We probably. Can help. We'll see. Yeah, but we. Uh, Speaking of audio, that's up. Yes. Terraforming Twenty Two, the audio of August Rush is up at the website wow. in its entirety. And you can listen to it for free at the website on your mobile device or on your uh, computer if you still have one, <laughs> laptop maybe. Um, and and uh, so we hope that you will. There's lots of great nuggets in there and we're, we haven't heard it fully ourselves, but we've heard parts of it, so we'll listen to the full of it very soon. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we just, we've got a, a candle going, and I have my jammies on. Pat doesn't have his on, but just, it's like, hey, we're we're home for the evening. Let's just, just really let this podcast, which everyone, we seek to have it come from a place of rest, but this one feels really purposeful um, to really kind of come forth from that place. So we you know, we've had we have had a very busy day, like I'm sure all of you did. Our our days are not not that different. We just had some planned things, but they really filled our day. And one was that our sweet dog, Jack, who will be twelve in this month, in September, um, he had ear surgery today, so surgery on both of his ears and it's actually a wonderful thing because the Lord did provide an advocate for us, but um, so we got to, you know, start the day taking him for some restoration and healing and that kind of thing. And it, <laughs> the day just kind of sped on from there. Like we said, our first day of school, which was lovely. We've got two students left as we did last year, but we've got our two youngest that are still in school. So we're, we're doing 11th grade and 10th grade this year and uh all that that means and we're actually we we look so forward to it as somebody was saying um to me tonight that that you know it's amazing for us we we really love homeschooling that we've gotten to do it almost the whole way through axel um went to kindergarten and first grade um at school and then we started homeschooling so this is our 19th year and I really can say I'm probably even more excited for this year than I was last year and, and some years before because um, we learn as we go through. And it's, it's so amazing to us to get to see things through 
the eyes of our girls. And, um, you know, homeschooling is not for every person, every family, but it's definitely been for us. And so we're very grateful to have the freedom to get to do that with our kiddos. Yes, we are. 1999 does not seem like yesterday. No. Although it should, it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, 19 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep, and only two or three to go, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Uh, We did, we just got some texts right before we shut the phone down for the podcast of just, we had, it didn't rain today that I'm aware of, but we had the most glorious rainbow. It went completely over the barn. Yeah. It just, it was just really sweet, just a sweet, sweet picture. So uh, somebody had sent us a, a snap of that through text, and um, that was just kind of the night we had, um, just getting to be together, communing together, and being in His presence. So, yeah. <laughs> what a day. Yeah. <laughs> you can see we're very, <laughs> well, we're doing this at a different time, and so now we're being weird, but we're yeah. it's really good. We're excited. Do we, have, do we have any more announcements? That we're any more announcements? You know, I would just like to say that as we're... So Sunday is Rosh Hashanah. So we talked about the feast last week and just, you know, as we're preparing to enter into them uh, throughout September. Uh, on the 23rd of September begins Sukkot. And our tradition here has been, uh, since we've had Araba, which just on... Sunday was our five-year, we just call it Araba Day, but it was the five-year anniversary of the first time we set foot on Araba, and uh, Pa got to that tree, (laughs) I call it the crown tree, but the tree, and just really had an experience with the Lord, and we really knew Araba was the place He had for us. So, um, since we've, we've been blessed with Araba, on Sukkot, people camp um, there throughout the week. Some people just do a few nights. Some people do the whole, you know, the eight days, that kind of thing. So anyway, if you're going to be out this way, let's hook up and, and you can camp with mm. with the fam. <laughs> camp with the fam. Yeah. That sounds like it's got a name for something. Yeah, and as Id shared uh, at AR, which now you can hear that because that's up, uh, she shared about this dream that the Lord gave her, and and really it's been as long as we've had Araba, I mean at least four years I know, that she's talked to us about it, and um, so she's she's got this property that just goes right along the edge of Araba, and um, she's going to be, she's creating with the Lord an RV park that is just going to be so amazing. So I know some of you have RVs and trailers and that kind of thing. So you'll be able to camp with Idge. <laughs> I'm not saying Idge will be camping, but I'm saying <laughs> she'll have a place for you to do it. So won't be ready for this Sukkot, but it definitely will be for next. So we're excited about that. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, just sort of continuing and yet changing the, changing on to some things this week that Papa's been saying, I think one of the big ones that really want to share with everyone is just how Papa is taking Revelation to the next level when it comes to 
the times that we inquire of the Lord and the times that we do not inquire of the Lord. Mm. And um, I think one of the things that we we kind of joked about maybe 10 years ago was, do we need to inquire of the Lord before going to bed at night or before, you know, brushing our teeth or something really simple like that? And, you know, of course, not really. But I think most people understand on major things that are coming up. We always inquire of the Lord. But I think Papa's revealing that there is a next level uh, of detail where today we are not inquiring of the Lord and we don't really realize that there is a, um, uh, a momentum of goodness that would come if we would inquire of the Lord on that level of, of thing. And um, certainly uh, down to things such as uh, emails that we're writing, phone calls that we're making, interactions that we're having, uh, meetings that we schedule. There's so many examples, but just having that uh, understanding that we might see that some of the things that we're doing are not um, happening with the favor that we're used to. And that, that is because Papa is continuing to lift that grace to guide us and steer us, navigate us towards inquiring of him, uh, even in the times when we haven't before. So that's, that's a really big one taking place right now, just encouraging everyone to ask Papa to shine his light and show you the places where you should be inquiring, but you're not. And if you would, you might find that there's this incredible um, <clears throat> door that opens up in your life that that you've been bumping up against. And then uh, and then also just sort of a tie on to that, you can now listen to T22 on the website. So uh, this is straight out of the very first chapter. And basically it's that um, we make covenants and we have choice in our covenants that we make. But there are some covenants that we make with God and um, and there are steps, there are actions that follow from that covenant. And, um, and so there are things that we will find that God calls us to do. And it's not that he forces us to do it, but that um, all that we are is moving in that direction because that's the covenant we chose. And if we don't understand that there is, a, there is motion with our covenants that we choose, then there are times we may think that um, that we're uh, we've lost choice, but we actually haven't. We are simply riding the train, if you will, of the choices that we made, the covenants that we've chosen. And so, one of the great things Papa taught me in that is uh, is that when I would get frustrated and that those were happening, I'd say, "Papa, I don't have a choice. What's going on?" He'd say, "You know, you did. You had a choice." Mm. He said, "What you don't have is a decision." Mm. And because we made a choice, we're in this momentum, this, this flow of what came with the covenant that we chose. And that if we um, try to make decisions within the flow of that covenant, he may actually oppose us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we can't make that decision. And we're, and we're you know, well, why is, this, why is this happening? I don't have a choice. You did have a choice. You made a choice. You're in the flow of that choice. What you don't have is a decision. And um, at the moment, we might be frustrated by that, but at the end of the story, we will be so grateful to God that he kept us faithful 
to the covenants that we entered into and, um, and navigated us along that flow so that we could produce the fruit that is our inheritance with the covenant we chose. So it's, it's a blessing of God when he opposes us in a decision that is in the midst of the flow of a covenant that we have chosen. Mm, that's so good. I I can say from my own, you know, journey in life, there's times when Papa has just absolutely opposed me. And those are times I am most grateful for because it's his goodness that does that and where he just really shows me this is not the way. This is not, you know, and I, I still have the choice to go. And and I love that about you, you don't lose your choice, you lose the decision. And I was kind of talking with one of the girls about that this morning. Um, we are doing a different curriculum this year. And, it, you know, we've got the cobwebby brains and the summer we brain. slept. Yeah, summer brain. And, and the we slept in all summer and we didn't do that week of getting up early and getting in the new schedule like mom suggested. <laughs> Those kind of things. But, um, you know, sometimes the kids, as we're schooling, there's certain subjects or maybe aspects of school that that's not their favorite you know maybe it's writing or that kind of thing and uh you don't want to have that issue around this house but you can (laughs) and so I was just saying to to one of the girls you know this these are required things that we're doing you know these are required and that can feel like your choice was taken away but you have a choice at how you respond to what's required and so we kind of got got to walk through that today. So um, it was just just neat that we had that that expression as uh, you were sharing about that. And just as you were saying it, I, I kept thinking about that where Jesus said to the man in John five, you know, do you want to be well? And uh, we've talked about this before, and just the places where he inquires of us in a way, reminding us to inquire of him. And and so once Jesus asked him that question, that man had an invitation to inquire, like, am I, am I just purposing myself to wallow kind of in my affliction? Like, if I, um, am I just absolutely weaving discomfort and discontent into <laughs> my story, you know? And, and so then he really got to inquire of Jesus about some things as, as that healing came forth. So I love that, that there are ways that we get inquired of as well on this journey that just really prompts us to inquire. And I think, um, that place of inquiring is so, I mean, it's been absolutely life-changing for us. I mean, we know the difference when we've inquired and when we haven't. And, um, I think over the past weeks, we've been really getting to talk and minister to those who, inquired but then uh, didn't respond to that that answer that um strategy that that provision that was already made and then there's this return um to that original inquiry like oh I already asked you this and this is what you said would you recalibrate me to this point and he's so good to do that and as um just that topic of inquiring comes up I think Something he's been really talking to the two of us about. Um, it's not a new topic, and I th- and we love that, 
when there's something that's so ingrained in what we say, um, in that, you know, we always say not, um, practice what you preach, but we want to preach what we practice. We want to have already lived these things that we're saying because they're real to us and it, it just has testimony upon it. It just has more import, I think. And so, um, but rest is, is a topic he's, he's kind of renewed with us and, and kind of been bringing us some refreshed, um, and renewed perspectives on, um, and how precious it is to him and how inquiring of him and really responding uh, to what, what came from that inquiry brings so much rest and just how from the beginning, I think this is kind of what he's been refreshing in us from the beginning, rest has been the promise, you know, from the start, you know, from the beginning, the garden was at rest. Adam and Eve were at rest because they were with him. And, um, you know, one of the very first things that is, well, actually the first time something was designated as holy in scripture, it is Shabbat in Genesis two. And so that's how far back, you know, that we can trace and, and find a spot where this, this idea of rest, this idea of Shabbat, a Sabbath was introduced. It was one of the very first things that came from his heart. It was just so intentionally designed for us from the beginning. Um, and so, or maybe the better way to say it is we were designed to, um, recognize that longing in us. We were, um, designed, you know, I think somewhere, um, I know it's in the gospels, but it says, uh, Sabbath wasn't created for man. Man was created for Sabbath. And so um, in that, I was just just kind of reading through a scripture we know really well in Romans 8. Um, and we do know this very well, where it, we talk about um, that all of creation, starting in verse 22, the whole creation has been groaning as with the pains of childbirth. And not only, it, you know, we kind of stop at that. We love the scripture so much and we know we're called to creation because of it but it says we know that until now the whole creation has been groaning as with the pains of childbirth not only it but we ourselves we mankind have been um, who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we continue to wait eagerly being made sons and having our whole bodies redeemed and set free and I think one of the, the greatest ways we we find that freedom and that wholeness is in Shabbat, is in that place of rest. And just how precious it is to Papa that we come to that place consistently, you know, not just regularly, but consistently and constantly that that's, that's um, this place of oneness we are so designed for and delighting towards is to have that oneness with him. And so, you know, in Genesis 2, this this idea of Shabbat being holy um, and set apart comes, and there's a word used um, for it in Genesis 2, and it's kadosh, which is Q-A-D-O-S-H. So you'll find the true pronunciation. But, it, you know, in, in root and 
tree (laughs) from the seed of that word means to honor and reflect on the goodness and greatness of God. And, you know, even in that, what a benefit to us that is, you know, that he wants us to, to reflect and be rejuvenated by his goodness and, and how he was so much bigger in every circumstance in our day and in our week than anything that we feel like, you know, was thrown at us. So sown in is this benefit to us because when we remember who he is, we remember who we are. And it keeps us away from um, that place of labor that the Israelites knew when they forgot. They stopped remembering the goodness and the greatness of God. They stopped recounting those stories. So when we get to Joshua and and that entrance into the, you know, into the promised land, it had been 400 years since these stories were consistently and constantly recounted. And I think that's so much of what is sown in um, to Shabbat. We can recognize we have a weariness and um, that weariness basically means to be without connection, to be without joy, which joy is our connection to him. And so um, he can become diminished in our daily world unless we remember him with our daily words, you know, just our daily remembrances, who he is and what he's done. And so I was just kind of looking in uh, Genesis 2, and when it's talking about that seventh day, um, after everything's been created, he's just these incredible things. He's hovered over the water. He has um, made something from nothing. He's the only one that can do that. He um, brings light. You know, he he's not just creating things. He's releasing himself into the world in these most vulnerable, beautiful ways. And so, and then it, you know, we kind of read it. And on the seventh day, I mean, he had a rest, you know, he took the day off. But there's so much more to that because the word that is used there is <laughs> manua which is M-E-N-U-H-A. And basically, that word describes the rest he made. So it's not the breather he took. It's not the, you know, five minutes he said, you know, if I could just sit down for five minutes, I can do something else. Great. It's actually the rest he created for us to enter from the beginning. And so um, then in Psalm 23, we read about he he makes me to lie down beside still waters and and i just love that picture that he you know he knows he has to create a situation where we must enter into that like he will allow us to be at the end of ourselves or you know those different things he doesn't force us but he he lets us see where our circumstances and our situations require rest to be able to walk through them fully or to carry on. So he he causes us to rest beside still waters. And and that um that phrase still waters is the waters of Man- I'm just gonna spell it. M-E-N-U-H-O-D. And which means fulfillment and nourishment. He causes me to sit beside the place of fulfillment and nourishment for my own good. 
for my sake, not his for my sake. Um, and so one of the things that um, that really translates from all of this is it's this isn't this isn't the rest he took. This isn't the rest that is required of us. This is the rest he made for us to occupy. And there's a reason he wants us to occupy that. And and one of the, um, you know, there's a lot of meanings to this, to rest, to sit down, to be tranquil in serenity, peace, and, and repose, that kind of thing. But that word, M-E-N-U-H-A, means a restfulness that is also a celebration. So this rest that he created for us to occupy actually is a restfulness that leads to celebration, to actually being able to see, experience, and commemorate what is, what has happened. And it's so Shabbat, um, so much to me, it's this place where we get to look back on these days that led up to it, Shabbat is the invitation to be, to be, um, to choose to go beside those still waters and to receive this fulfillment and this nourishment that was created for us to occupy. I don't know. There's such a difference. Like Shabbat is such a gift, but it's not this gift that we just, oh, thank you for that. Like there's a difference between something that's given for you to open and a place that's created for you to occupy. You know, last week we talked a bit about our place and, you know, the difference between that and position. So he created rest for us to occupy it fully. And I don't, I don't think, um, we've done that yet, not in fullness. I think we're on our way to that, but he's really, that's, I think why he's really, um, restoring us to this word and really speaking to us about the fullness of it, of it being something he created for us to dwell in as opposed to something he would like for us to do. You know, there's a difference in that Um, because we get to look back on what was created. So he is continually creating through us, with us in you know, in a series of days or in a um, collection of moments. And so we get to look back on what was created and um, what was even creatively expressed uh, for us and to us in a week and then find complete satisfaction with it. And I love this idea of Shabbat too, that part of what we get to do and, you know, we celebrate Shabbat. Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Um, I don't think there has to be a, you know, you have to do it at this place. You know, a lot of people consider Sunday uh, their day of Sabbath, though that can be a very busy day (laughs) for many people. That's why we meet on Tuesday. (laughs) But part of Shabbat is the discovery of that, is finding the satisfaction, like actually taking those moments and just discovering the satisfaction we've actually had all week long and maybe we didn't express. Actually having, you know, when something is set apart as holy, it's so we can experience it fully. It's not that so we can set up a bunch of rules and regulations about it. It's set apart for us so we can experience it fully. And so I just think in these days leading up, 
to the new year and as we go into the new Hebrew year, this is this is an understanding he wants us to have is uh, there's something yet to experience fully of him. And, you know, that each each time we enter into Shabbat, you know, in Isaiah 58, it calls Shabbat. It invites us to call the Shabbat a delight um, that we would remove every kind of obligation and burden that there is that we can we can sometimes do when we have something on a regular basis. Um, we've been talking about how much we love traditions that the Lord has led us to. And one of the things we love about them is we have the freedom to celebrate them. There's nothing that says we have to. It's our choice to enter into those things that he's set apart as special um, for us as a couple or us as a family. I know last night was date night for us and um, you know, some of our date nights are very planned out and thought out and, you know, that kind of thing. And some it's like, hi, it's date night. You know? And uh, last night wasn't so much one of those because we do put a lot of uh, heart investing into it to those times because we do feel like it's set apart. Um, it's a holy time where we get to experience him together in a way that we don't experience him. Uh, when we're, you know, apart uh, from each other. And so we end up just, it was the simplest night. Like we didn't even leave the house. Um, And we just, we just ate dinner at our table and we just uh, came and kind of set our room apart as holy, you know, for those moments because we just knew we could come in here, we were doing the podcast and experience him fully in whatever he had for us that night. And we we ended up in this, I mean, without you know, share, doing an overshare, we ended up in this tidal wave kind of, ex, of expression um, to him and to each other. And it was this, this moment of Shabbat. We found the satisfaction of things he'd been saying to us and and doing with us and inviting us to and we'd been experiencing with him for some days we all of a sudden we made this discovery of the satisfaction of everything he'd been saying and everything he'd been doing and we just feasted on it you know and um that's Shabbat to me you know it's it's just that place where you get so caught up in the remembrance of, of, I don't know, that the finished work of the cross, like Jesus so established a a Shabbat for us. Like, I think that was, was an act of a Sabbath for him where he completely rested in the will of God. He completely rested in who God was to him and the trust that that brought like the trust that he had in who God was and that God would not do anything counter to his character. He wouldn't do anything to harm Jesus. He would be with him. He would be experiencing what Christ was experiencing in that moment. And so there was this, you know, I think in that it is finished moment, there was a Shabbat Shalom. You know, there was this, everything's in order for you. My brothers and my sisters, everything is in order now for you to discover 
the satisfaction of the finished work in your life. Like you are going to have every day from this point on it, which means every day of your entire life, you're going to have access to the finished work I did in that Shabbat. You're going to have access to that and you get to discover, oh, wait, this is completed. This is finished. This is done. Like, I just get to step into it. I get to occupy it. I get to enter into it. And and we get we have this set-apart time. We choose to have. We're invited to have, but we choose it. Um, to actually delight into sh- in Shabbat. Let it be a delight that we... We would, as Isaiah says, we turn away from our own pleasures on this holy day and we we enter into this celebration that um, that actually restores us and we turn our back on our own things, that the false rests and the false pleasures and all these things and we just, we ask him to lead us in how he would restore us. Like Shabbat, it's those still waters and we're restored and we get to ask how how would you restore me this Shabbat? How would you make me whole this Shabbat? And one of the greatest ways he brings that wholeness is through our discovery of the satisfaction that we actually have hidden inside. We don't always acknowledge it or understand that it's there, but that's what Shabbat is set aside for. We have that, our own, and it was good moment, you know, from creation because we look back and we're like, You created so much for me this week. You created so many moments for me to experience you, to dwell with you, to abide with you, to express you. And I'm so utterly satisfied with every step we took together, with everything we experienced together, with everything we breathed life to together. And we we really begin to do that. And then we begin to call Sabbath or Shabbat a delight. As Isaiah said, there's no more burden to it. It's this this complete place of oneness because um, we just see that the world doesn't have a hold on us. We have a hold of him and he has apprehended us. And when we actually acknowledge, I am completely apprehended, like to be completely apprehended means I'm not even going to try to get away. I'm not going to try to leave this place where we abide, where we're dwelling together and I'm going to let go. I'm letting go of everything I tried to self-source with or, um, you know, tried to do on my own this week. And I'm acknowledging that everything that happened in this week was because of you. Like everything that I experienced, if it was not what I thought, if it was different, you were with me. If it was amazing and incredible, you were with me. And I'm at rest because we were together. So, I think there's just lots more that's um, stirring in this, just really recognizing that our souls long for this connection. Like we were created, our souls were created with longing within them. And so we, our souls long for this connection um, where we just remember that it is finished. We remember the finished work and... We just we draw close to our rescue. We draw close to our salvation, and through that, the joy of our salvation is restored to us. Because I think so many of those places where we would look and it's we're dry or we're you know we're needing to discover 
what needs to be restored to us, not because he didn't give it to us. If it's being restored, we already had it and we let it go. So when we're seeing those places of restoration that um, we can have, it then the jo- it's the joy of our salvation that returns. It's that moment of, wow, you, you were always there. You, I've always had access. This has always been completed. I've just gotten to occupy it. And we begin to truly understand that there's a rest he created for us to occupy. Um, not, not a vacation we need to take, but a place we dwell that he created for us truly on that seventh day. Even on that seventh day, he created something for us. He demonstrated it for us. And as he demonstrated, it was created for us to, to occupy and dwell in with him. And that's the promise of the beginning. Hallelujah. <laughs> You've lost your voice. <clears throat> I'll get it back. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us. We are we're very excited to get to just have this time and take this time to just share what we've been hearing and we, we so appreciate your responses and replies to us of how it's resonating or confirming things you're hearing and we so love that. We really believe that we should be hearing similar things. You know, um, I've known people over the years. Oh, I, well, you heard that too, so never mind. It's like, no, that's a celebration. That's a celebration for us. So, anyway, we will uh, talk to you next week. We hope you'll be celebrating the feast beginning with Rosh Hashanah on Sunday at sundown. And I will, of course, be sharing with you, I'm sure, in the podcast next week what we're hearing for the new year and uh, the things ahead. Yay. All right. Yes. Well, we'll actually say good night. Good night. (laughs) Sleep tight. Yes. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.